Shema Yisrael. Welcome to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries with Aaron Budgen. Aaron discovered Jesus is his Messiah while preparing to be a rabbi. He now teaches for several organizations and is the teaching pastor for Living God Ministries. Strongly distinguishing between the Old and New Covenants, Aaron presents the scriptures from a Judaic and historical frame of reference. Join Aaron now as he reveals the reality foreshadowed and the new life we can now experience because of what the Lord Jesus accomplished for us. To begin this program, I should probably start with a disclaimer. That's probably what I should start with because I'm going to talk about a subject that is going to offend a lot of people. That's not my purpose, of course, in talking about this subject. It's just going to be the case, because in my experience, I have discovered that when I speak about the subject of tithing, I tend to offend a lot of people. Now, again, I'm not going to talk about this subject for the purpose of offending people. This is a very, very important subject. It is in the scriptures. It is part of the Old Covenant. And I believe that it's very difficult to fully appreciate the establishment of the nation of Israel and to understand how the nation of Israel became a nation and how it survived as long as it did and in the way that it did without fully appreciating the importance of the subject of tithing. But in many ways, I feel like I have to give a disclaimer to say something like the views that I'm going to express are not the views of the management or the ownership of this radio station. They are my views and do not necessarily reflect the views of other people who are broadcasting on the station or, of course, the owners or management. And so having said that, I want you to understand that I do have a position on this subject. And my position is, of course, that I believe in tithing. I really do believe in tithing. The problem is, is that what I believe about tithing has nothing to do with what people today are calling tithing. And so we have to define this word. That's the problem. We have to define what this word really is and what this word really means. Now, this is going to take several programs for me to explain this subject. It's not a complicated subject. That's not why it's going to take so long. The reason why it's going to take a long time to explain this subject, why it will take several programs, is because of all the things that people believe about this subject that isn't real, that isn't true. And so it's going to take me some time to address this. I want to encourage you to listen to this series of programs from start to finish if you can. And if you cannot, then, of course, download the programs for free off of the website archive or contact me. I can probably get some CDs out to you. Please do take this subject seriously, though, because it is a very important subject. And it's important to understand the truth of this subject. Again, there are many people who believe that tithing is something that it really isn't, and they don't believe in the true tithing that is described in the law. Now, there are a number of reasons why people believe in a type of tithing or in a tithing that is not real at all. There are many reasons why people believe in something that isn't true. One of the reasons is because they don't really study the scriptures, 
in order to understand what it was for, how it was used, and the laws associated with it and the reasons for those laws. People just don't bother to take the time to look into the subject for themselves. But there are other reasons why people don't do that. There are other reasons why they want to believe in something that isn't true, and it usually has to do with the fact that they personally benefit from that in ways that may perhaps be ungodly. In fact, I will say that, in my opinion, for the most part, they are. But people are benefiting from this, and so they don't want to let go of the benefit that they believe that they are obtaining or that they might very well be obtaining. So this is a very, very touchy subject with a lot of people. Now, again, I have spoken about this subject in the past, and just about every time that I broadcast something about the subject of tithing, I tend to get people who call me and explain to me that they do not agree with me. And I would just like to take the opportunity right now to encourage you not to do that. First of all, because I'm just not interested in your phone call. I'm not interested in your email. I'm just not interested. I'm just going to hang up on you. I'm going to delete your email. I don't have time. I don't have time and I don't have the funding. People are not contributing to my work to waste resources on someone who disagrees with me on this subject. And so I'm just not going to do it. If you want to believe in the kind of tithing that you believe in, you go right ahead. If you want to contact me to suggest that I've got it wrong, let me tell you something very directly. I don't think I do. And I don't think that you are going to impress me enough to convince me otherwise. I really don't. I might be new to you. Pay attention to this, please. I might be new to you, but this subject is not new to me. Again, this subject is not new to me. I have devoted a significant amount of time and effort. I have taken a significant amount of time out of my life to explore this subject from one end to the other, and I do have a position on it. And so don't waste your time and don't waste mine. I'm very serious about this. I'm very serious about the subject at hand. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about it. And if you don't like it, you can just turn the radio off or you can turn to some other station. You don't have to listen to me. But I am going to tell the people who listen to this program the truth of this matter. Of course, I believe that what I think is the truth is the truth. That's my position, of course. Now, to begin this subject, I'm going to start with a simple example, a simple example that people encounter all the time. People experience this all the time. I'm going to give you a description of an example, but it's going to be very difficult for you to recognize the example that I'm giving until I'm finished. And so please listen to it from start to finish. Assume that you come to visit me. Let's just make that assumption that you are coming to visit me at my home. I invited you to come and visit, and so you decided to stop by and visit. And we have an opportunity to have some conversation. I get an opportunity to share some things with you. You get an opportunity to share some things with me. Perhaps I might be able to provide some food for us to eat. You know, things like that. Just a general visit. And then after we're done and it's time for you to go back to your home or back to whatever it is that you do in life, when that time comes, I stop you at the door and I say, listen, I'm really thankful that you came by to visit with me. I really do appreciate it. But before you go, there's something very important that you need to do. You need to take out your wallet or your purse. You need to take out whatever money you've got at your disposal right now, and you need to count out all of your money 
and one-tenth of every dollar that you have, you need to leave that here. You need to give that to me. And if you don't do this, it's very important that you do this. I'm, I'm telling you this because I'm concerned about you, because I really am concerned about your welfare and I'm concerned about your relationship with God. You need to do this because if you don't do this, then God is going to intervene in your life and he is going to punish you. He is going to cause great pain and destruction in your life. He will intervene and he will make sure that you know that he is punishing you because you failed to take out whatever money you've got right now and give me a tenth of whatever money you have. And so you need to do this. But don't worry. Listen, if you do this, then he will bless you in return. I believe that he will. He will intervene in your life. He will find some way to intervene, to involve himself in your life experience, and he will bless you. He will give you an abundance more in some measurable way. Eventually, it will happen. And so it's not such a bad deal. It's better than what you might think when I say, give me your money or God is going to punish you. God is going to hurt you. He's going to hurt you in a deep, personal way. He's going to involve himself and he is going to crush you if necessary to get your attention and let you know that you have violated him if you don't give me your money and give it to me now. Now, you're probably thinking, Aaron, I have never encountered anything like that in my life. I have never gone to visit a friend or a family, and no one has ever spoken to me in that way. Let me ask you, what would you think about me as a person if I said that to you in my home? What would you think of me? Would you think of me as a godly man? Is that what you would think? Is that what you would really think about me? Would you really think that I was a man of God? No, you wouldn't think that. Because you know full well that there is a word that describes what I have just expressed. The word is extortion. That's the word. This is a crime when it is committed in other contexts. In a religious context like this, I'm threatening the punishment of God. I'm not threatening the punishment that you would get from maybe my brother-in-law or somebody who is close to me who has a significant amount of muscle or very sharp knives or something like that. It's not like that. It's a different kind of extortion. But we need to call it what it is. That's what it is. In the eyes of God, this is my belief, this is my own personal belief, again, this is not necessarily the beliefs or the attitudes or opinions of the management or ownership of this station or other people who broadcast on it, this is just mine. And so if I'm wrong, then you can just blame me and I'm the one who's wrong. But I really believe that that is a description of a form of religious extortion. Now, again, you probably are thinking, gosh, Aaron, I have never encountered anything like that. But you know what? What happens if I say that we're not going to do it at my house? Instead, I'm going to go and rent a building somewhere. All right. I'm going to rent a building or I'm going to buy a building or I'm going to build a building. But I am going to get some other structure somewhere else. And I'm going to decorate it. That's what I'm going to do. Pay attention to that word that I just used. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to decorate it. I might even hire a decorator. I'm going to decorate this building. I'm going to put all kinds of 
ornaments up there. I'm going to put some furniture in there. I'm going to structure this building, and I'm going to put a sign up on front. I might even put a cross up there or something like that, some religious symbol to give people the indication that this is a holy place. And I might even call it something like the house of God, even though I, of course, have ownership of it, or I have possession of the lease or the rent or something like that. I'm going to decorate this place, and if you come and see me there, then I might have the same attitude towards you there. Now, is there any difference between me having that kind of an attitude in my home or having that kind of an attitude in some building? No, there is no difference at all. The only difference is the location. That's the only difference. The only difference is the building. Instead of it being a thousand square foot home, it's a maybe five thousand or ten thousand square foot facility. That is the only difference. Instead of me being in one location and saying these things to you in one location, I'm going to be in another location and I'm going to say these things to you in another location. And somehow that makes it okay. Somehow that makes it acceptable. Somehow that makes it right, that makes it holy, that makes it religious, that makes it an opportunity for you to be obedient to God so that he can maybe bless you in return. That's the kind of stuff that's going on around you. This is what's going on around you. And I sincerely believe that the majority of people who are teaching tithing And what I mean by tithing, again, is different from what I believe tithing is in the scriptures. I believe in tithing. I just believe that what people are teaching and saying and calling tithing is not tithing. But those people who are teaching it in the way that they are, that to me is what they are doing. That is what I hear and that is what I personally see. I see a collection, a huge collection, a huge assembly of people who are nothing more than professional extortionists. That's what I see. I see nothing more than a bunch of extortionists who are using the name of God in order to take money from other people out of fear. And, of course, if they do, then they'll be blessed. And so some people are attracted to that. But people know better. People really know what's really being communicated by these people. Now, it's much bigger than this. For those of you who are not pastors, for those of you who are not pastors' wives, who are not elders, who are not people who are on the payroll of these places... Okay, for those of you who are not on the payroll or who are not married to people who are on the payroll, for those of you who might very well be the people who are contributing to this extortion, those of you who are giving your tithe to these kinds of people in these kinds of decorated facilities. Again, yes, I said that decorated facilities, those of you who are giving money to these kinds of people. I want you to know what I think of you personally. I see you personally as people who are accomplices to the crime of extortion. That's what I think. Okay. Now, I want you to know that I do love you and accept you, and I believe that you are probably being deceived and that you are doing that out of deception. And so when I say that I see you in this way, in a personal way, 
I don't necessarily mean that in your heart you are wanting to provide people with an opportunity to extort money from other people. That's not exactly what I mean. What I mean is is that you are an accomplice in another way and that I personally see you as being personally liable because you are enabling this, because you are providing these people with resources, with funds, with the ability to provide these decorated facilities so that they can treat other people this way. I really do see you in that light. Now, I understand that you may have done this or that you may continue to do this, and that's fine, out of a sincere heart and for your own reasons, which might be separate from what the people believe who are perpetuating this otherwise. This is an individual thing. I am only speaking in generalities when I say that I see you as an accomplice to the crime of extortion. I'm speaking in generalities. I understand that there are individual circumstances, and so you don't need to contact me and ask me if I personally see you as an individual, necessarily. Because, you know, in some ways I understand that people are just simply deceived in this, and I could probably figure that out and find out that in reality you're just totally deceived, and while you may be an accomplice in one way, out of your own personal deception and your own laziness... That's the correct word to use. Laziness, that you're not willing to look into these things for yourself. Folks, I don't have exclusive rights to the truth. Anybody can pick up a Bible in this world, can find one, can get access to one and read these things for themselves. Anyone can do that. You don't need me to tell you this. I don't have exclusive rights to any truth that the Lord has revealed. But this is a very, very serious matter because people's lives are being destroyed by this. You may see testimonies of people standing up in front of you and a hundred or a thousand other people where people are saying things like, I gave 10% of my gross income and the Lord returned to me a hundredfold or a thousandfold or whatever they may decide to say in terms of their own personal testimony. But let me tell you something, and you might be thinking this on occasion. And so if you are and you don't have the guts to say it, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. And that is for every person who stands up and gives a testimony like that, there are at least, I would say very very conservatively, that there are at least a thousand, at least a thousand, in fact, I would venture to say maybe 10,000 other people who have a different testimony and who are not going to be allowed to get up on stage in this decorated facility and say that they tithed and they were not blessed. Where are those testimonies? You know where those testimonies are? They're the testimonies of people who are in hiding. And I am not going to hide. I am not going to live in hiding. I'm going to say that people's lives are being destroyed because they are giving and they just simply can't afford it. And when the bills come due and they don't get blessed, they call me. They call me on the phone and they ask me, Aaron, I've been doing it all. I've been giving it all. I've been doing everything these guys have been telling me to do. And my life is being destroyed. It's being crushed. I can't handle the pressure and the weight. And I can't pay the bills. I cannot handle the financial pressure. It's just destroying me. That's what I get. I have to deal with people after the fact. I have to try to pick up the pieces and help people rebuild their lives after they've been destroyed by stuff like this. Listen, there may be some of you out there 
who can afford to make a mistake like this. But there's a lot of you out there who cannot afford to make a mistake like this. Listen, I will never forget the time when I sat down to have lunch with a young couple. I will never forget this because it was very significant. And I could tell that they have heard these kinds of messages their whole life. And I told them something totally different. And I'll never forget the look on their face because it was that profound. They sat down with me and the man told me. He told me very directly. He said, Aaron, I am struggling financially in a big way. And I said, brother, let me tell you something. If you are struggling financially in any way whatsoever, the first thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you are not contributing to the work of my ministry in any way. If you are, you need to stop and stop right now. And he looked at me like I was from some other planet or something, like I had orange hair. I mean, he looked at me in a way that told me that he had never heard anyone speak to him in this way. And if you, if you who are listening to me right now are in that same situation, if you are contributing to the work that I am doing and you are seriously struggling in your finances, I'm going to tell you right now, I'll tell you the same thing that I said to this young man back then, and I will continue to say this in the future. And so don't forget this, that if you are having some serious problems, whatever you do, don't contribute to the work of my ministry. Listen, I really do, I really need financial help in order to do the magnitude of the work that I am doing. I need it because that is the model that I am using. I operate on donations. I don't operate on sales. I don't sell my work. I give it away. But in order to do it, I depend on the contributions that people make. Everything that I do in the ministry, and this significantly impacts the lives of my wife and children, I am telling you that I depend on donations in a big way. But if you are having financial problems, whatever you do, do not contribute to my work. You need to use your money to pay your debts. You need to use your money to pay for good quality food. You need to provide yourself with the electricity that you need, the water you need, the fuel you need. You need to take care of you and your family, the family who God has given to you. And you need to make sure that you fulfill your obligations that you have made. And do not use me as some excuse to say something like, I need to give to God because you are not giving to God when you give to me. You give to me. That's what you give to. And the Lord is certainly doing a work within and through me. But again, I don't have exclusive rights on the ministry. There are other people who the Lord is using. And so you can consider giving to them too if you want to give. That's not the issue. That is not the issue. And please understand that if the Lord has given me a work to do, he will ensure that I complete it. And I have confidence that I will complete the work that he has given to me because he has told me that he will complete the work that he began in me. And in this mutual participation between myself and my God, we are living this life together, he and I. I am living with him. He is living with me. We are working together. I believe that if he wants me to do something, he will find a way to do that. And so do not feel guilty Do not feel any pressure whatsoever. Folks, if you want to help me and you're not able to help me financially, help me do my work of distribution. Help me do the work of distributing 
by just simply telling people about the work that I have done and the work that I'm continuing to do. There are other ways to help besides just writing me a check. I really do appreciate all contributions that I receive, and I am extremely careful with how I use them. But whatever you do, do not call it a tithe. Do not call it a commandment of God. Sometimes I joke with people. I tell people, listen, God does not want your money. And then I joke and I say, I do. God does not want your money. He wants you. That's what he wants. He wants you. He wants you, and you had better get in touch with this. He's not after your money. He's after you. And there is no price. There is no price that's worth who you are. And so I'm going to tell you about this subject. It's going to take me several programs to address it, but I am going to deal with this subject. And the first program here that I am going to present is to say it direct, and that is that people are involved in a huge, massive, global extortion scheme that has nothing to do with the true and living God and the distribution of His gospel, of His good news, of His message. My friend, you are going to hear some things in these programs that you have probably never heard before. But these are things that are plain. They are clear. They are in the Scriptures. And the reason why you have not heard these things before, or at least I'm very confident that you have not heard these things before, the reason why very few people have heard these things before is because there is a tremendous amount of competition. There is a huge amount of competition. And in the religious world, there is so much corruption in this extortion. There is so much corruption. And there are so many people who are financing this corruption because they are being extorted. And so I am competing with a massive amount of resources that criminals, religious criminals, have at their disposal. That's my opinion. That's my personal belief concerning people who believe in tithing in a way that I believe is not in the Bible. I am competing with these people. And this is why you have not heard these things before. Because it is extremely difficult, it is extremely difficult to find people who will help to get this kind of a message out. It is extremely difficult to find people who will contribute to work such as this. But I will show you that it takes very little and this message will go out to the whole world the truth of what tithing is. You have been listening to the broadcast outreach of Living God Ministries. You can hear all of our programs for free through our radio archive at livinggodministries.net. That is, livinggodministries.net. Do help us develop new radio programs and continue broadcasting on this and other radio stations. Send your contributions to Living God Ministries, P.O. Box 38353, Colorado Springs, Colorado. 80937 or use the donation link on our website livinggodministries.net that is livinggodministries.net Thank you,